Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Flophouse mini episode. What is the Flophouse? It's a podcast about bad movies. What is a Flophouse mini episode? It is a smaller version of that podcast where instead of talking about one particular bad movie, we do whatever we want. I'll be your, let's say, host for this evening, if you're listening to it during the evening, or this morning, if you're listening to it this morning, or the middle of the day, the if you're listening to it <laughs> in the along. middle of the, Let me just, hold on. Let me just do what, what voiceover artists have to do when they record voices in their character for a talking clock and do every mm-hmm. single permutation of every time. I just remember hearing uh, Dave Foley had to do that for the flick Bugs Life clock. He oh, just, dear he, Lord. Re- he recorded an entire day of 11-11. 11-12, and, and then he gave all of those royalties to his wife in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his royalties for time. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> he invented a couple numbers in there. Anyway, I'm your co-host, Elliot Kalin, and joining me are my co-hosts, and their names are... Dan McCoy. Stuart Wellington. We've got a fun mini set up for you today, but first I wanted to remind you that you have a chance to see us, the three guys whose voices you just heard, Elliot Kalin, Dan McCoy, and Stuart what Wellington. What could we the possibly ori- look like? The, you can see what we look like. We can see how we've aged since the last time you've seen a picture of us by mm-hmm. buying a ticket to our streaming event on April 22nd. That's right. We did a show in Brooklyn about Battlefield Earth. Usually when we do those shows, you don't get to see them until you're, unless you're there in person. But this time, you can buy a ticket to watch the video of the event professionally shot, professionally edited so it looks nice, professionally presented over streaming so it's not our usual just kind of a Zoom room that people pile into. You can yeah, buy you don't have ticket. to – you don't just look at Elliot's garage – no, not at all. Uh, or the virtual background I've put up to replace my garage, since my garage oh, looks like right. a place where you would kidnap somebody. If you go to flophousepodcast.com slash stream, you can buy not just a ticket to our streaming video, which premieres April 22nd at 7 p.m. Eastern, and we will be in the chat for that video watching. You will be watching it with us as we talk about it to you in the chat. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll if- be remembering what we said in real time because, <laughs> honestly, when I get up on stage, I go into sort of a fugue state and mm-hmm. I don't recall it any of it. It doesn't show at all. <laughs> so, you'll get, so you'll get to see us respond and react to what we were saying. But if you can't make it for the premiere event, buy a ticket and you'll be able to watch the video for quite a while afterwards. There's a window of, I think, what, a week, two weeks? I think uh, it's till May 7th. Till May 7th. Uh, but all of the information about that is on the website. So go to flophousepodcast.com slash stream. We can buy tickets to see that, to see that video and to join us for the premiere event where we'll be in the chat text box chatting with you. You can also buy tickets for a special VIP meet and greet with us. That's right. You'll get your chance over the computer to see us face-to-face and talk to us face-to-face for a few minutes and have a special moment with us that you can cherish forever and share with your grandchildren the same way that the recent news of the death of Al Jaffe was made a little bit less painful to me by remembering that I met him once for a minute, very briefly, in the Mm -hmm. Daily Show offices. Did we have- Shortly before his death. (laughs) No, no, it was this. was was, was, This was like 20 years before his death. He was already an old man, but he was not as old. Uh, You get the chance to buy that- a ticket for that VIP meet and greet experience. It'll be great. We'll get to talk to you about whatever you want to talk about. Or you can, like your own personal mini. you can buttonhole us. You can buttonhole us and be like, who do you think you are? 
Yeah. What makes you, you so good? We'll be like, I don't know. I don't, frankly, honestly, could you tell us? <laughs> you, can but, you can buttonhole us or butthole us. Uh, since that's, uh, what? <laughs> since we, we butthole to, surf us. <laughs> oh yeah, you could you could you could butthole surf us. We're talking about cats buttholes. What are or we? Could, what are we committing to right now? Yeah, guys? I don't know. Uh, we've gone down. <laughs> don't a worry, weird it's all path. over the computer. Don't worry. It's, it's the same kind of stuff that you want to do on the computer. Just oh, you know, okay. Okay. for, for <laughs> sure. one person instead of a vast teeming sea of millions. And you can also buy great looking new exclusive Flophouse merchandise. I'm excited about it. There's a pint glass on there. There's a new shirt. There's pins. They all look great. Uh, and so. Mm-hmm. If you go to flophousepodcast.com slash stream, you can buy any merchandise you want. You can buy the tickets you want. You can buy extra tickets for the VIP meet and greet to meet and talk to us and buttonhole us or surf our buttholes. I don't know exactly how it would work online, but, you know, we'll figure it out. That's Battlefield Earth, Brooklyn style, the Flophouse. Finally, you can see our live show complete with all the presentations that you normally don't get to see if the episode's audio is released in our uh, feed. And that's April 22nd, 7 p.m. That will be there for the premiere event, flophousepodcast.com slash stream. Dan, what did you want to say? Oh, I just wanted to clarify something. For I, There was someone on Twitter like wondering where the merch was. I think it shows up after you are sort of like in the process of buying tickets. It's not just like a separate, you know, it's not like a regular store. It is like tied to the the stream. Uh, but, but, but if you're confused looking for the merch, I think it, comes in later in the process. And when I don't watching, know what the front end of this thing looks like, I'll be frank. But I, Dan I believe is an uh, web Dan, designer. Dan, as someone who loves butts, only knows what the back end of this thing I looks like. I only know the back end. <laughs> and this, the, when you're watching the video, there will be a an easy-to-notice dedicated button for buying that merchandise yeah, also. Yeah, yeah, So that's Flophouse Battlefield Earth live event streaming event premiering April 22nd. Flophousepodcast.com slash stream. Yeah. But we're not here just to promote our own stuff. We're here... For the mini, and we're gonna have fun today, guys, because you know what? This mini is being released around everyone's favorite holiday. What's tax that? day? That's oh, right. Oh, your background, your virtual background makes more sense now. Mm. Yeah, the day when we as a nation say thank you, Uncle Sam, for all the things you do for us. Here's more of our money than you would like than we would like you to take, unless we're rich, in which case you will take much less of our money than you should be taking. <laughs> than you need. <laughs> Yes. Uh, And so because this is uh, around tax day, I wanted to take a look at the Flophouse Accountants in the Isles, which is the name of this this game today. It's not a game so much as a – let's call it an opinion poll. As an audit, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be auditing. Great, thank you, Dan. I should have thought of that. Ooh, oh boy, I really didn't didn't think out this tax theme as quickly as I could, as 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 well as I could. So. I'm going to audit your feelings about several different movie accountants. I'm going to name an accountant from a movie, and you mm. tell me, would you hire them to do your taxes? Oh, okay. First of all— oh, okay. That's the criteria. Gu- yes. Do you guys use accountants in your daily life? In my daily life? No. <laughs> in my once-a-year life, yes, I, I have an accountant. Okay. Uh, I interact with my accountant more often than that. Really? <laughs> than once a year? I do yeah. too. I, I well, interact. yeah, I mean, well, I'm a, a small business a year, owner, but yeah. uh, and I'm uh, a professional podcaster, Dan. That's true. No, and, I know, uh, I know. I, my, my, you know, as someone who had like a, a TV job that would have variable uh, incomes due to residuals as well as freelance stuff and the podcast. Yeah, it's a complex. It's a complex thing. It is. To yes, do. Stuart and I, as small business owners, both of us, we see our we talk to our accountants frequently. Dan, as more of a joke writing hobo, rambling man, just roaming the, uh, roaming the country, he eventually makes his way to his accountant once a year and hands over his receipts <laughs> that he's written on the backs of cans of beans. Elliot, uh, <laughs> I don't like to think about things that stress me out. Some people might call it 
avoidant, uh, <laughs> but I just call it a way of coping that has worked for me. So I, I talk to my accountant as, as little as I can. But, uh, well, you know, you guys are best pals for your accountant. It's fine. You know? Yes, uh, I, my accountant and I, we go on vacation together. It's fine. Anyway, so I'm going to name some movie accountants. You tell me, would you hire them? This is just round yeah. one. In, there's going to be three rounds in this episode, and mm. round two and round three will have some interesting twists. So round one, let's start off. <laughs> okay. okay. There's, there's only one accountant we can start with, and that's the accountant. Christian yeah. Wolf, as played by Ben Affleck in the, the movie The Accountant, which we covered on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Would you hire The Accountant to be your I accountant? Mean, his skills seem to be more in the area of shooting people yes. than traditional accountancy. Um, but he is fastidious. He's very fastidious. That's the whole— <laughs> That's true. Kind of his whole deal. His neurodiversity um, does give him certain superpowers. Yeah, according to that movie, it does. Uh, yeah, I don't. Well, yeah, not don't, according to other movies that he's not in, which well, don't say much about him. No, I'm just. Hey, I, uh, I, uh, uh, hold on a second. Jurassic Park. Do you have any comment on the accountant? No comment. Oh, okay. I think I, I'm just a kind of distressed by the like. I, I I'm all for more neurodiversity being depicted in media, but it seems to have become an an explosion of people thinking like. Okay, if you're on the autism spectrum, you have various uh, ill-defined superpowers, which, like, look, you know, people on the spectrum have, like, occasionally, like, greater skills in certain areas. It's not like it's coming uh-huh. out of nowhere, but, like, it is, like, a weird comic booky understanding of, uh, well, also, of it, different types of mental processes. Only in that all people have various skills, different areas. Yes, exactly. And different specifications. So the idea that this – and the idea that their special skill is so inextricably linked – uh, to their neurodiversity, it feels like the positive flip side of the long period when all serial killers were presented as superhuman, super geniuses who mm-hmm. are constantly outthinking everybody else and have elaborate plans. When in reality, serial killers are, yeah, are sad, you know, sad are, men, <laughs> sad, pathetic uh, people who, who do terrible things for their for out of perverse, awful uh, sexual <laughs> drives yeah. that are linked with, uh, yeah, it's horrible. And, and very, Wait, very rarely like, are they are they're they not like super Moriarty's. It's not like <laughs> no, a no, world they of they Moriarty's. Sort of like you know, like. Um, Bottled rage, sort of uh, men with wire rim glasses who I <laughs> live alone and keep to themselves. And mm. uh, anyway. I mean, until the live alone part, you were kind of describing John Lennon. Is it possible John Lennon was a serial could, killer? Could wire rim be. glasses, bottled rage. Um. Anyway, sir, would you? I would not hire. Well, I mean, you look. So you I'm wouldn't not, hire the accountant. I don't need my. You know, let's let's be. Uh, Let's wink, wink. I don't need any houses to be painted right now. <laughs> but maybe if I did, I would hire the accountant. But Why uh, did Dan look at me when he said that? <laughs> <laughs> but not for accountancy, no. What would you say? Uh, yeah, I would totally hire him. He's super fastidious. Mm. Uh, it, it's played by the the bean, Beantown bad boy himself, Ben Affleck. I love mm-hmm. him. Ben Bean Affleck. And you love beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bean Affleck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll give him a shot. I think he, uh, you know, I think I, I don't mean shot is like I'll let him no, shoot me. Because he I does know shoot he, people, yeah. But maybe like, you know, I think I'll think I'll give this guy a shot. Yeah. Okay. What's now, the worst if, that'll happen? <laughs> I mean, the worst that'll happen is you get involved in some kind of uh, organized crime gang war. But true, might be a risk that's that you're willing to take if you can really save a lot of money on your taxes this year. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is like if some of his enemies capture me and they like threaten to torture me to give up information, I will fold immediately. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, so that's, see, that's fine. There's no, like, it's, they won't have to tear my face off because 
I'll give it all up already. They won't so, be like. So what you're saying is you would hire the accountant, but maybe the accountant should not accept you as a client. I would. <laughs> I mean, it really depends on what he's looking for in a client. I mean, I'm very nice. <laughs> I will give him coffee. I will, like every person in my life that I pay for a service, I will be obsessed with the idea that they like me even though I'm paying for them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I live that life too. Uh, guys, And as, you, as people will know if they watch our Battlefield Earth streaming show, I have started to uh, crowdsource not my tweets but my decision whether to tweet things or not. Do you mm-hmm. think I should now tweet something about a Boston duck named Bean Affleck? Uh well I think he needs more work I think I think you need to come back to me once <laughs> wow you have a policy well I mean we can all yeah, agree you come it's to just the sort best. of like come to the real killer over like here on the, the Twitter game yet. all right um okay no, well no, I'll, I'll I'll come back to you maybe we'll see if I have something later in the episode spoiler I won't yeah, let's yeah. move on to our ne- so a split decision on that one let's move on to our next accountant this one who else would it be Andy Dufresne Tim Robbins from the Shawshank Redemption uh unjustly convicted of murder sent to jail and it's his abilities as an accountant that gives him the opportunity to escape through miles of more shit and sewage and dirty diapers right, than I right. even want to think about. Now, okay. It's not so, a bad Morgan Freeman you just dropped on us. <laughs> have, you been, have, a, have you been I, cooking that for a while? No, but I do. I am getting over a cold, so my voice is slightly deeper. Okay. Um, so I am not one of the uh, IMDb voters who like consistently for a while named The Shawshank Redemption the best movie that has ever been or shall ever be. What an era uh, of of American history that was when yeah. it was widely accepted that The Shawshank Redemption was the greatest film of all time. Not a I bad saw, movie, a very good no, movie. No, a, a, a good movie, but a movie that I think I have seen once in its entirety and oh, enjoyed really? and then, then filed you, away. You, sir, you, sir, have never stumbled on TNT in the middle of the day. Well, I said in its entirety. Yeah, in <laughs> oh, its entirety, gave I've probably out. seen bits and pieces like of the show. Like Andy Dufresne digging a hole through his wall, I think. Uh, Dan found an escape in his uh, claws there. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen... <laughs> I've seen at least a part of the Shawshank Redemption at least a hundred times, but um, I don't. I so he he used his uh, accountancy to trap the warden. Is that a thing that happened so the in the war- movie? So the warden has him cooking the books at the prison, uh-huh. but then he manages to he's able to get lots of different favors because now he is the warden's pet, and he's able in the end to escape, uh, and then. Uh, thanks to the rock hammer and poster that he got from Red yeah. Freeman. And then after he escapes, he delivers the real books, the uncooked books, uh, to the authorities. And that's how the warden gets found out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this sounds like some top-shelf account accounting. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know, I'll have to go with this guy. I mean, like, presumably he wouldn't be cooking the books if not directly asked to by a, by a corrupt warden. So if he can use his accountancy to sort of set right you know, the uh, miscarriage of justice in his own life, I, I say yes. And he's good with a rock hammer, which is something you want in an account. Stu, would <laughs> yeah. you hire Andy Dufresne? Well, he's a murderer though, right? Didn't he kill his wife? No. I mean, no, technically. Well, that's the thing. According to the legal record, just as a suspicion has fallen on Luke Skywalker for murdering his aunt and uncle, since there's no other, there's no, that's the circumstantial evidence. According to the legal record, he was convicted of murdering his wife. Now, there is evidence I w- there, uh, that, there was hearsay evidence that another man secretly confessed of the crime of the crime, but that hearsay witness was, I think, uh, murdered or transferred somewhere. I don't remember what happens. I've seen the movie probably ten times, and I don't remember what happens to that guy. So, as which far one? As you which know, one's Stuart, played by William Sadler? William Sadler played somebody in that movie, right? Was uh, he the warden? Was he no? He wasn't the warden. Was he death? Did he play death? Uh, I think he was like another inmate. I think he, wasn't, I he wasn't. He wasn't. Who wasn't Birdie, the inmate who 
can't handle life on the outside. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, so, uh, so what you're saying so is, okay, well, I would say, this? I would say I would totally hire him because, uh, you know, the prison uh, industrial complex in the United States is fucked up and I think he deserves a shot. <laughs> okay. I mean, and also you've established by, by hiring uh, Ben Affleck that you will hire murderers to do your account. I mean, here's so. a picture of William Shat- Sadler and Strassnick. Does that, does that Why does his any, hair look like two little you? devil horns? <laughs> well, he's got like he's like I've got a center part that he's it's underneath a cap right that's, now. That's not a, the that's a very specific costuming choice that I think works. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad that we could uh, audience. I guess look up a picture of William Sadler in the Shawshank Redemption. Look, yeah, about. just I mean, just Google William Sadler Shawshank. It is the picture that will come up. Okay, now I speaking of criminal accountants, so. Andy Dufresne is a man who is made a criminal accountant through circumstance. Here's mm. a man – next is an accountant who similarly through circumstance but actively chooses to become a criminal accountant. Who else but Leo Bloom, Gene Wilder in The Producers. Would you sure. hire him as your accountant? Now, he does set up this entire scheme where they can make more money with a flop than with a hit. But again, in the end, they do get caught and he also goes to jail. So it's another criminal convict uh, account, but he did it this time. He's guilty. Yeah, I mean, I don't, incredibly guilty, as the foreman says. He he does not get caught, however, through a failure in accountancy. He gets True. caught because of the the hit nature of the show that they have produced. I mean, it seems to me at the beginning of the movie that he is a very good accountant because he. He comes up with all this idea and uh But how good an accountant yeah. is he if is he if he's working for uh Zero Mostel, uh Max sure. Bialystock, who is one of the worst producers on Broadway. Yeah, a man who is uh whining and dining every little old lady he sees to get money for his uh his flops. Um no, I and, saw, now, and you again, know. Dan is not in any way judging people who want to wine and dine little old ladies. No, you can for do it, but he's doing it for for their own yeah, romantic. He's doing needs. it for yeah. other more uh just because there's snow on the purposes. roof doesn't mean there's not a fire in the hearth. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think we've overcorrected in the other direction now. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I say yes again. Uh, so, guys, I've never seen The Producers. What's it about? Really? What? You've never seen The Producers? <laughs> nope. Uh, is it a horror movie? Uh, it is not a horror movie. It is a, it's, a, it's a comedy. It's a very funny movie. Is it a TNA comedy? Uh, uh, there's a sm- no. Not really. It's, no. There's, the, there's a sexy secretary, but but uh, and I guess you I see mean, her in like a bikini at one point. But there's no. Sure. Not really. I wouldn't okay. call it. Well, in the in the springtime for Hitler number at the end. Uh, there's a lot of uh, like boobs covered with like pretzels, pretzels and, and such. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So it's uh, like an episode of the Man Show or something. Do you think? No, do you no, think? Uh, no. So this is a question. So this is a question for Stu. It's not like an episode of the Man Show. So there's all the uh, Stu. You probably, of course, remember in the Dark Knight Returns the uh, the bank robbing lady who has uh, swastikas on her boobs. Uh, yeah, that yep. Batman fights at one point. Yes, there's a yep. scene in the producers where it, so it's like they put on a play called Springtime for Hitler. I'm amazed you're not familiar with it. It, it, it's a famous movie. I've heard, and also I've heard the name. One of the biggest Broadway shows in in history, uh, but. Uh, they have these dancers who have German things as, you know, boob coverings. They're the showgirls. None of them mm-hmm. have swastika boob coverings. Do you think a young Frank Miller saw that in the theater and said, this is outrageous. Someday mm-hmm. I'll correct the record by presenting Probably. a character who has swastika, swastikas on her boobs and did so in The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, and I mean, he, I mean, he 
through a lot of those in his work, his various works. Like, yeah. If he's, if there's a ninja in one of his stories, that ninja's got a shuriken that's in the shape of a swastika, which is yeah, kind of wild. That also show up too. in the spirit too? Like why? Probably, Probably. Yeah. I mean, the spirit was, if ever there was a movie where someone took source material and said, instead of doing this in the spirit, pun intended, of the original, <laughs> I'm going to do it yeah. the way I would do it. It was that movie where Frank Miller was like, I respect Will Eisner's work so much that I will make it unrecognizable as Will Eisner's work and instead make it as Frank Millery as possible. Who played the spirit? Uh, some schmo. I think it was like some guy. Yeah, who wasn't he was like credited a... as some schmo. <laughs> mm-hmm. He wasn't like a big star of any kind. No, he wasn't. Uh, and he remains not. Anyway, so, uh, so Stuart, you're going to say uh, no comment because you don't know enough about Leo Bloom. Now, what if, but you're familiar is he, with- Is he named after Leopold Bloom? From... Yes, he is. Okay. Gabriel yeah. Macht. And- and now, Stuart, you, I'm sure you're familiar with Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka. Would you hire Willy suits. Wonka then as your accountant? Well, he's got a lot of uh, panache, <laughs> but he doesn't seem – he and he likes to delegate, but things – I mean, there's a lot of dead children involved. <laughs> so I'm going to say I would pass. I would pass on Willy Wonka as a uh, as an attorney. Also, I feel like every time I would need to talk to him about stuff, he'd turn into a big fucking production. <laughs> That's true. There'd be a song. He'd have he'd pull some kind of strange prank on you. But it's true. If you're gonna if you're gonna hire your accountant based on how few dead children are in his factory, yeah, he's not the one you want to go. Yeah. Oh, I was okay. gonna say you're gonna run into trouble anywhere. That's what <laughs> yeah. the problem is. Uh, so this next one, uh, I don't know if I guess she's an accountant. She keeps the books at her family's business. This is Loretta Castorini, Cher from Moonstruck. Would you hire her as your accountant? Well, I'm keep gonna in answer mind, f- keep in mind she is in dread, she is in desperate need of passion in her life. But yeah, would you I'm hire answer her as for an Stu, and I'm gonna say that he's gonna say yes, yes. immediately. <laughs> no question. <laughs> I'm just obsessed. wants to hang out with Cher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And possibly more question mark? Yes. Yeah. Um it's, I Moonstruck, another one that like I haven't I saw once when I was far too young to like I feel like I'm positive that is a movie that will hit harder and I will understand more than me seeing it you as will a child. Love it. Watch, watch it and now. you would love it. Watch it's it. A you really will good love movie. it. You should yeah. it's a great movie. That's a great movie. Just, if, I mean, you you watch I put it, it and you like for, uh, I put it off for years not realizing how much of like, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but how much of it is like, it's basically like a Shakespearean comedy at that point. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, like, exactly. Like, it's so good. And yeah, it's it's a movie that uh, you watch it and you're like, how did the same guy write this and write Wild Mountain Time? That's bonkers. <laughs> but uh, it, it reminds me, that, Dan, you should watch it. It's like the movie Breaking Away. My dad always mm-hmm. used to tell me how good it was, and I was like, no thanks, not gonna watch it if you think it's good. And then I finally watched it years ago, and I was like, oh, this is a great movie. I really like this a lot. Now, if you're, you'll be happy to know that my dad and I do not see eye to eye on everything, everywhere, all at once, which uh, during my recent visit to New Jersey, he made clear to me he was not a fan of. But that leads me to my next person. Would you hire yourself as your accountant, as in everything, everywhere, all at once, a movie where they, a lot of their problems might have been solved if they had a professional accountant and didn't handle all of their files themselves? Uh, I'm going to say no because yeah. I'm not – guys, I don't, I'm not going to surprise anyone here. I'm not that much of a numbers guy, you know? I'm more of like a vibes and feeling guy. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like the only numbers you're interested, the only number you're interested in is 40,000, as in yep. Warhammer 40,000. The only numbers I care about are stat blocks on my units. I want a low armor save, uh, low uh, to hit roll, a uh, high number of wounds. <laughs> I feel yeah, like, I, I love that, that uh, approaching middle-aged Stuart, 
Uh, young Stuart, when he was on, would talk a lot about like sexy stuff on the podcast. Approaching middle-aged Stuart really likes to bother us with <laughs> with the minutia of Warhammer. <laughs> I mean, I, like, yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! I had something I wanted to say, and I guess you, you want to talk about what Warhammer Forty Thousand Army you would play if you had the chance. Oh, so no, Dan, I, yourself, no, you I remember yourself what, as an accountant. No, I remember what it was. I was just imagining Stuart ha- trying to like hand in vibes to the IRS. Like, do you accept <laughs> these vibes? <laughs> like, I'm you're more like, of a vibes a- than a number guy. So, what about this? <laughs> you're like, you're giving me a Blu-ray Criterion Collection edition of the movie Vibes, and I'm like, it exists. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. No. I mean, <laughs> the fact that I am spending money already to have someone do my taxes for me because I neither. Uh, I mean, obviously no one wants to do them, but I also just don't understand and know that I would do them wrong in every way means that I would not hire myself as an accountant. I think yeah, that's safe. I, I wouldn't real, do it Real quick, either. just anyone who is not from the United States, just understand that the United States tax system is intentionally overcomplicated yes. so that it supports this bullshit cottage industry of accounts. No that offense, Literally accounts. every time the IRS is about to roll out a home website where they will provide the information you need and fill out the forms for you so that you can just basically sign it and pay. Uh, the a, a huge uh, industry of uh, like TurboTax and things like that lobbies actively to kill those measures. The same way that um, there was a, at one point there was a real push for the U.S. Weather Bureau to stop releasing free information that was taxpayer funded because places like the Weather Channel wanted to have a monopoly on that information, which again, they got from the government which was taxpayer funded. So, so that this didn't is like, so the all of this is like an episode of this is like an episode of last week tonight. You get your laughs, you get some serious <laughs> shit. It's great. Where's our fucking so Emmys or where's all our of you, and now, wait, where, when do we do the big production number that involves a lot of expensive costumes? <laughs> <laughs> all of you uh unfet, unfettered capitalism nun nuts out there who are screaming about socialism. This is the kind of good stuff that you are actively working against. We could have Easy taxes, but you're like, no, the market's gonna figure it out. No, the market fucks everything. Was that Kermit the Frog? Yeah, that, was, that was, was that was that libertarian was Kermit. So- yeah, socialist. That was not libertarian. I was against libertarianism. I'm, I'm saying more socialism. No, no, I'm uh, no, you're, you're not. And it's like the, the, the you were that was Ker- your Kermit oh, voice saying yeah, the market. Right. So that's the character true. of libertarian Kermit is like, um. Uh, Piggy, don't you understand that uh, the smaller government means larger responsibility for everybody? So isn't that a little bit better? Hmm? The, I feel the like invisible hand of the market will take care one. of it all because you see, uh, co- competition is good and invariably goes to the. And like Piggy karate chops him at that Ooh, point. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Fozzie, that I'm in favor of everyone living the way they want to live as long as they want to live like me, a uh, upper middle class or upper class white man who wears a polo shirt and khaki pants. So anyway, that's. Libertarian Kermit the Frog. I'm, so, glad okay. so, I'm, I'm glad we got so political. Yeah. We're almost done with the with this round. So we're making some people <laughs> angry out there. Yeah, there's just one person left. I didn't realize when I I proposed this this fun tax game that uh, that we would end up uh, angering so many of our Words not that have left never of center together. listeners. Yeah. So uh, the next one. Rick Moranis as Lewis Tully in Ghostbusters. Are you going to hire him as your accountant? Keep in mind, it does mean you are instantly invited to a party at his apartment. Mm, it's a pretty cool apartment building mm-hmm. because of all the magic. Yeah. Um, well, and that party <laughs> yeah. also doubles as a write-off because he only invited clients, not friends. So exactly. that's, yeah. that's, that sounds like a pretty good account. Really was going yeah, that is. Uh, the, I do 
Now, is he a dog at this point or not this a dog? This is a good question, Stuart, because I was going to ask separately if you would hire him as a demon dog. So as a human, would you hire him? In? As a demon dog, would you hire him? Well, as a demon dog, I like his confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as, a, as regular Lewis Tully, he's doing fine. As a demon dog, he's bagging Sigourney Weaver. He's, he's, who's it's who's like this guy? Stud. Yeah. 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 Who, yeah. And he'll they just both have bust through doors boys. and shit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you're saying yes as a demon dog. But- uh, just regular Lewis Tully. You know what? I'll give him a shot. Why not? You know, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm easy. <laughs> okay. It's those vibes we were talking about. Yeah, Stuart's all about vibes. And you know what? You should also give a shot. Our sponsors today. Dan, I believe we have some sponsors on this episode. Well, you know what? I mean, this kind of talk. <laughs> you, you uh, go, our first product is TurboTax. Uh-oh. <laughs> You know, this kind of chatter is the sort of thing. These these are these are the thoughts that you might have when microdosing, you know, because our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. If you don't want to feel the wrong amount of good, if you don't want to feel bad, you know, these aren't the products for you. But if you want to feel just the right amount of good, why don't you try one of these Microdose Gummies from Lumi Labs? I can... A test that they do, in fact, make you feel just the right amount of good. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code FLOP, that is F-L-O-P, to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that is microdose.com, code FLOP. We're also sponsored today by Babbel. Now, For most of us, and I know it means for me, learning a second language in high school and in college was not uh, what I did the best. Uh, In high school, I took Spanish. I consistently did very poorly. And I remember I went and asked my teacher, what could I do to be doing working a little better in class? And what she said to me was, "Uh, you could learn the material. And that was when I stopped trying because that Mm -hmm. was not a helpful response. In college, I took German, which I did slightly better at. Uh, I was Einbischen better at. Oh, wow. But that's about the extent of what I did. (laughs) I know Stuart speaks it better than me. Uh, uh, But anyway, I found that the way that I was learning in class was not super helpful. It didn't come naturally to me. But thankfully, there's Babbel, the language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions, and it's fun, and it's easy, and you can learn a new language really, really smoothly. I was trying it out for this, and I first I decided to brush up my Spanish because living in uh, Southern California, Spanish is a language that is very helpful to know around here, and I found that it was much easier for me to not only pick up new words, but also to remember the words that I knew but had forgotten that didn't come to me as easily. When I went through the Babbel language learning programs, it's super conversational, it's super quick and breezy, and I'm really looking forward now to doing a language that I haven't learned yet at all. I think I'm going to try to learn Polish. So I'm very excited about that. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah. Uh, Whether you're traveling abroad or connecting in a deeper way with family or you just have some free time, Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it a really easy, great, perfect way to learn a new language on the go. The lessons are quick. The lessons are very intuitive. And before you know it, you're speaking another language. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans. Boo, boo, AI, our new masters, boo. boo. No, thank you. Pope in a belly and saga coat, boo. But Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. And you can choose from 14 different languages. Spanish, French, Italian, German. I mentioned Polish. And uh, I'm excited to see if they expand into other languages. I would really like to keep using it to learn more languages. I hope you learn Polish, so it'll always feel like my my 
my grandmother's yelling at me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love to do. I mean, so it's so, so I can go back to Brooklyn and talk to uh, my cleaning lady, Grace, in her native language. She was always so sweet to us. Uh, I feel like she would really love it. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash flop. That's babbel.com slash flop for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language <clears throat> for life. And what's that in the distance? It's a j-j-j-jumbotron. Hey, this message reads, Johnny Baby Boy. <laughs> we know you listen to every Flophouse episode. You're probably busy writing some Quark slash Picard fan fiction or crafting a new puppet. But we hope you and Holly have a wonderful birthday week. With most, but definitely not all, our love, macaroni, and Ben Chell. <laughs> I'm going to assume that's how it's pronounced. Ben Chell, Chelly. Yeah, that's what I would. Chell, I, yeah. Sure. I guess. Yeah. What like, a lovely birthday message. Yeah, and this puppet guy sounds like he's fun. <laughs> I like puppets. Well, that's we got all another fun, We got another fun jumbotron, so don't use up all your fun on that one. This is a message for okay. Graham, and it's from Rachel. And the message goes like this. If you figured out this is a message from your sister, then wow, Nelson, you solved the mystery. I know I made a The Wrong Guy reference in your Flophouse birthday message last year, but I really wanted to hear Elliot say, Mr. Enema Bag Jones. Do you think he might do a letters song about it? And it's not technically a letter song if it happens in a Jumbotron, but you know what? I will sing, Mr. Enema Bag Jones and me. Da, 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 da. Oh, oh, great. Oh, wow. Perfect. Just, we just got a cease and desist. 100%. <laughs> oh, Happy plus. birthday, Graham. Yeah. Uh, I will refrain from singing any more of those songs. Are you tired of being picked on for only wanting to talk about your cat at parties? Do you feel as though your friends don't understand the depth of love you have for your guinea pig? When you look around a room of people, do you wonder if they know sloths only have to eat one leaf a month? Have you ever dumped someone for saying they're just not an animal person? Us too. She's Alexis B. Preston. She's Ella McLeod. And we host Comfort Creatures, the show where you can't talk about your pets too much, animal trivia is our love language, and dragons are just as real as dinosaurs. Tune into Comfort Creatures every Thursday on Maximum Fun. I'm Lisa Hannawaltz. And I'm Emily Heller. Wow, Emily, we've been doing this podcast for 10 years. I know, but hey, don't worry. You can jump in at literally any episode and hear us talk about some of our favorite stuff. Caterpillars becoming butterflies. Martha Stewart flying around in a private jet full of trees. Yes, you heard me right, trees. Neighbors becoming enemies. Just kidding. <laughs> Whatever messed up stuff we can find on Wikipedia. Our impeccable taste in everything from dogs to TV shows to bodily functions. And horses. Lots and lots of horses. Come for our horned up rants about the world. Stay for the catchy theme songs. You might not learn anything, but we're a good hang. Baby Geniuses. Every other week on MaximumFun.org. We're back to the game, which is not really mm. a game, but more of a discussion. Round yeah. two. We talked about tax preparation with accountants. I'm going to name some movie taxi drivers, and you tell me if you're getting into that cab. Same basic thing, but instead of your taxes, it's your taxes. Okay, I, okay. I hope one of a specific one shows up, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Get to it. I don't know if it will. This is a short round. First off, of course, we got to go with the taxi driver himself, Travis Bickle, Robert De Niro. Are you getting into that cab? Uh, I mean, I you know, look, I'm not saying anything uh, intentionally negative, but I mean, he, he you know. Most taxi drivers look kind of grumpy and, you know, I have no way of judging from the outside who is like a murderer or a but potential you know mass who he murderer. Is because he's, you've seen his movies. So you know oh, I've seen his movies. Yeah. 
He's also uh, famous. Remember, they wrote him up in the newspapers. I've always assumed that he would eventually. I've always wanted to do a thing where I write his obituary, and he's become a Fox News host at a certain point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? Like, I think it depends on the, the time of day. Because, like, if it's like really late <laughs> and there are no other cabs, I'll, I'd probably be like, well, you know, he didn't like kill any of his like taxi. Uh, like clients, you know. He did like try he, to kill presidential candidate Charles Palantine, who was yeah, a yeah, but no one knows about that. So that's yeah. true. That's true. They think his name is uh, Crinkle. They think he just goes around killing, you know, pimps and 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 such. Yeah, and he's a like I think he's a pretty good listener. Like if I just want him to like sit outside somebody's apartment while I say some wild ass shit to him, mm-hmm. he'll just sit there and take it. That's yeah. true. He'll just sit there and listen while you say the listen worst to Martin possible Scorsese things. Say yeah. bad things. Say terrible things. Good point. Good point. You can save on therapy with him. Okay, so that's now from taxi driver to taxi. That's right. Belle Williams played by Queen Latifah in the Jimmy Fallon hit film Taxi. Wow, yeah. hit uh, is charitable. <laughs> I mean, well, it was a hit in France, the original version. The so. original one that it's based on was a hit in France, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that the idea was like she was a good driver. Like she did a lot of chases and stuff in that movie. I didn't see it. So I'll say sure. She'll get me there fast, I assume. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming she'll get you there fast. And she's got, you know, she's great. She's a huge yeah, star. Yeah, she's also Queen Latifah. She's so Queen she's Latifah, Latifah. <laughs> yeah. Hang out the, with Queen Latifah Is she the bit. equalizer or is that someone else? Yes. She's now the equalizer. Yeah. So if you need anything equal out. <laughs> every, every once in a while, Charlene will be watching that show and I'll catch like 10 seconds and it's the most insane thing I've seen in my <laughs> life. <laughs> I'm now um, I'm imagining like it reminds me of like uh there was like a time you know when you're in college like and drinking is new to you like it's all very like I remember a time when I was with my friend Ariel and we're like pouring out a drink and making sure that we both got the same amount and I'm just imagining now that that's what the equalizer does is she <laughs> yeah, comes yeah. to your own yeah. like okay all those those wine glasses look equal <laughs> away yeah, she, she shows up when people are splitting a check at the end of the night and goes yeah. whoa 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 you got drinks. She mm-hmm. didn't. She doesn't mm-hmm. have to pay as much. You Equalizer. Ate, you, you ate most of those poppers. Yeah. <laughs> you ordered that for the table. I mean, but then that's you kind kept of, the plate next to you and ate it all yourself. That is sort of de-equalizing, but I, you know, that's also a valid part of uh, her job, I assume. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it's not equal. It's not equal in terms of everyone gets the same thing. It's that. Everyone gets what they need. It's fairness. Yeah. She's the fairerizer, not the equalizer, okay. I guess, but the oh, fairerizer. Oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great. Or Fairy Poppins, which is a maid or a, a nanny. And the, so, yeah, I guess. The yeah. pharaoh-rizer is, of course, <laughs> someone who goes around and puts, like, pharaoh headdresses on people. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I guess I am. I guess I am getting in that cab, guys. <laughs> okay. okay, get in the cab. Now, here's another cab I'm wondering if you're going to take. This is the cab of Max DeRocher, played by Jamie Foxx in Collateral. Mm, uh, that's the thing. He might get in the way of my job. That's true. <laughs> and he'll spend the whole time telling me about his plans Stu for the future of owning hate. a fleet of limos. He's got some so houses not a great listener is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, I don't think anything that happened in Collateral was, I mean, like, if anything, Jamie Foxx, you know, prevented more mayhem. So, But that's the thing. If somebody gets in the cab after me and is like, I got to kill that dude, Stuart, he'll probably help prevent it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you want him out there in the world, but you're nece- not necessarily taking the cab yourself. All right. So this you are. So, so was that, so that's a no? 
on that? Uh, yes, no, I'll, yeah, I'll give him a shot. Why not? Okay, yeah, you're easy. Uh, uh, you got vibes. And Dan, so, Dan, you were, yeah, you were interested in giving Travis no, Pickle a shot, but not Jamie no, Foxx. No, I didn't say that. I was trying to help Stuart crystallize his thoughts. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Dan helped. I, I uh, No, I, I would get in that cap. Okay, great. Uh, and now we're on to round three. We've talked about taxes. We've talked about taxis. And now mm. it's finally time to talk about everyone's favorite creative art, taxidermy. That's right, oh, the okay. mounting of animals in a lifelike position. Don't call it stuffing. Taxidermists do not like to say that they stuff animals. They say they mount them. Uh, I so- was 100% sure the third round was going to be about Texas. <laughs> like it's a fucking Steve Miller band <laughs> song or something. Not a lot of actors have played Texas is the problem. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, unless I've never seen Debbie Does Dallas, but maybe Dallas is a person and not a place. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, So, guys, here's some movie taxidermists. Tell me, are you hiring them? Number one, maybe the most famous movie taxidermist, Norman Bates. Anthony Perkins in Psycho mounts his own birds. Are you hiring him as a taxidermist? Keep in mind, he has worked with larger objects than birds, (laughs) namely mothers. (laughs) I am going to say I'm not hiring him, not because of the murderousness per se, but because— I think that um, he seems to be like he, he seems to be a hobbyist as a taxidermist. You know, his main line of work mm. is motel manager. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so you know, I probably would go to someone who would actually like hung out their shingle uh, before I would uh, knock on his door. Okay. I'm going to say, you know, shower time super important to me, and I feel like if he worked for me, I'd constantly be nervous uh, yeah. that I was going to get interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> Not murdered, just interrupted. Interrupted. Yeah. Like, like the original title of Psycho, Girl Interrupted. <laughs> She's a girl. Girl, Both her shower and her life is interrupted. interrupted. Yeah, correct, yeah. Permanent interruption. Okay, so that's a no from both of you, I think, on Norman Bates. I think that's fair, but only because you see his work with birds is great. His work with his mom's body, not great. Didn't, yeah, yeah, not sure. like right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless, uh, you never saw her when she was alive. <laughs> in, life, in life, she may have been a shriveled old mummy who just screaming constantly in like chairs. So one of those Apple dolls. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So next, uh, guys, uh, going to a character who's slightly less murderous. Uh, we're going to talk to. Uh, we're going to talk about Barry Speck, Steve Carell in the movie Dinner for Schmucks. He specializes in taxidermying mice and posing them. In oh, yeah. non-lifelike situations where they're in costumes and stuff, would you hire him for your taxidermy needs? Keep in mind, he's apparently very annoying. Yes. I mean, you know, again, this posits a world where uh, I have taxidermy needs, which I don't think is ever going to happen. I've, I'm not particularly keen on the nice. idea of having an animal, uh, you know, like put in my home, <laughs> like the, the corpse of an animal that has been treated. And you know, preserved, but it doesn't I'm not, smell. No, I know. I just, I, I think it would make me sadder more than anything else. Not to throw shade on anyone who has any taxidermy. It's just my personal. Uh, but he, those are pretty adorable little uh, my mouse dioramas. He they makes. are. That's true. Now, I want to. I just want to mention, make sure our listeners understand that in terms of Dan worrying, he's hurting a listener's feelings. Mm. Number one at the top does not want to hurt the feelings of anyone taxidermy. A little bit lower down, he's okay with slightly hurting the people, the feelings of people who wine and dine old ladies. Mm. He is not worried about hurting the feelings of libertarians. So that is his his <laughs> yeah, pyramid of values. Yeah. Who he's afraid of offending. <laughs> Hierarchy of values. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I feel like. Did he have like a wacky haircut in that movie or something? Uh, he's just got kind of it's a he's got like kind of longish bangs. Like it's like short, but it's and he's got you know he it's not wacky, but it's not a great looking haircut. 
you know. Okay. It's uh, pushing a so, plaster down on his head. So uh, I guess with that in mind, yeah, I'll hire him. Why not? <laughs> okay. Why, why was that the? <laughs> well, Dan, I didn't question why you don't I like having taxidermy animals well, in your I, house. So Can't I you let me explain uh, why? That's part of the reason. <laughs> no, I, mean, I agree. I agree. I think I think it's unfair for you to to, to question how Stuart uses hair as I his guess, uh, as his deciding I guess factor. He's worried that like the fur and the taxidermy would end up looking like the hair if he can't take care of his own hair. Yeah, yeah. just spinning it out. I don't and know. And I guess the, the thing hand, about taxidermy is you got to watch out for moths. On the other hand, when you go to a <laughs> let you guys, you go to a town with two barbers. One barber has a great cut. The other barber has a terrible haircut. Which barber do you go to? You don't oh, yeah. go to the barber with the great haircut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go to the barber with yeah. the bad haircut. Classic. Yeah, it's like you don't trust a skinny Unusable chef, wisdom. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this reminds me of uh, during the uh, episode of uh, Presidents or People 2 uh, about Theodore Roosevelt. I went to visit a taxidermist because Theodore Roosevelt was into taxidermy. And I asked him if it was possible to take a cow cut just one steak out of it and then mount the rest of the cow with an open slot where that steak would have gone. <laughs> and he was so, una- he was so con- like confused and disgusted that I would even suggest such a thing, even as a joke. Which reminds me, our next person is Theodore Roosevelt. That's right, real person, a real hobbyist taxidermist. It could be the Theodore Roosevelt from Newsies, the Theodore Roosevelt from The Wind and the Lion, the tiny Theodore Roosevelt, oh, not, I guess, tiny, the diorama Theodore Roosevelt from Night at the Museum, Battle of mm. the Smithsonian, uh, not Battle of the Smithsonian, yeah, he right? was like just a- the first night of the museum. He was like a full-size Robin He's a full-size mannequin. He's not one of the small ones. Uh, it's a, it's an incredibly inaccurate view of the Museum of Natural History. But anyway, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, <laughs> are you going to hire him as your yeah, taxidermist? Yeah, that, 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 uh, that was your issue. You're like, I'm turning this nonsense off. I mean, in a way, they're like, oh, now we're in the diorama section with these ancient Roman dioramas. And I'm like, what you, What museum is this? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I probably would just because I think that, like, you know, I, I don't know how much interaction I'm going to have, but if I can sit around – while he's doing some of the work, I bet he's got some good stories. Okay, fair. I mean, I would do it mainly because I know my friend Elliot would get such a big kick out of it. <laughs> You'd be like, true. Elliot, you won't believe be like, my tax service Hey, is. hey, hey, uh, Teddy, Former, I gotta, we're doing this on FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he Theodore wouldn't want me to Roosevelt. call him Teddy because he's because he, he liked Theodore. He didn't like when people called him Teddy. That's the kind of information you would have to share with me over FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> uh it's ironic that you bring up Teddy, though, because, of course, the teddy bear is named after him, and our final taxidermist was teddy going Ruxpin. after a famous <laughs> – <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin after, after him because he, 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 the bear – Alan Ruck was riding on the back of the bear at the time, and, exactly. and Theodore Roosevelt spun it around, and so he yeah. became known as Teddy Ruxpin. Uh, so, uh, guys, there's an adorable bear named Paddington. There's a taxidermist oh, that's after yeah. him, Millicent Clyde, played by Nicole Kidman from the film Paddington. Are you going to hire this taxidermist? Now, I don't, I don't think I would. It is no uh, shade on her work, which I'm sure is is good. But uh, I Dan, cannot. You, Dan, you can hurt her. You can hurt her feelings. Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. I just, I can't. <laughs> I cannot condone any sort of uh, injury or possible injury to my man Paddington. So <laughs> I'm not going to support anyone who supports possibly So if somebody were to say like poison his marmalade sandwich. Yeah. You would you wouldn't like that. Okay. No. 
Wait, is this a? That's if Agent that? Forty Seven was trying to kill. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it feels like was given the mission to kill. Yeah. He did it already. Stuart, you, yeah, you, you've made uh, sort of like oblique references to your side job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried. I love the idea of that. Tom Cruise gets into the cabin collateral, and he's and he's like, "Follow that bear," and he's got to go after Paddington to, to, to get the hit on him. No man, he wouldn't stand off. Michael Mann, follow that bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have to change the name of the movie to follow that. Bear. <laughs> uh, would I wait? Would uh, you hire? Yeah, of course I'd hire. It's Nicole Kidman, dude. <laughs> so you just want to hang? Yeah, I just want to yeah. hang. I would. Uh, man, I would have a lot of questions. Like, uh, I would show her the pictures of her walking away from her divorce uh, finalization <laughs> okay, and be like, character. "What was going on there?" <laughs> I, don't, I think you're confusing this with the actor. Uh, oh, right. Like, what's right, it, right, what's right, it right. like when your when your husband is reincarnated as a little kid? Is that mm-hmm. weird? Yep, I would ask <laughs> all these questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was it like working with Chanwook Park? That, you know, mm-hmm. it, it should be like that. I'm a taxidermist. I don't know what you're talking about. That's true. Yeah, that's that would be hard. What happened? <laughs> but the thing is, all all these things considered, I would still hire her because you know it's close enough. Yeah, yeah, and also if if she's gonna if she wants to stuff, uh, sorry, I shouldn't say stuff. I'm the one who's warning you not. If she's gonna mount Paddington. That's a big project, but again, yeah. confidence. It's all about confidence. I um, know that. You're supposed to say Mount, but if she's going to Mount Paddington, sounds like an entirely different she's just thing. Living, <laughs> she's living a lot of women's dreams and mounting Paddington. Yeah. I mean, he does seem very cuddly, but <laughs> yeah. he also reads like a child. So I don't think that, I mean. <laughs> true. It's true. Just, very true. And uh, he's, again, his paws have got to be sticky. <laughs> <laughs> so much. <laughs> So much uh, marmalade. That's the, that's the hard part with that with that taxidermy job is cleaning the the marmalade out of the fur, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is very difficult. Like a comb? What do you? What yeah, do you, uh, yeah well, like, also like, why is there so much on on Paddington's head? <laughs> like, well, let me tell you where I kept his sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna want to sit down for this. <laughs> And well, uh, listeners, I hope you've been sitting down and enjoying this uh, episode of the Flophouse Mini. I'd like to thank Dan and Stu, and I'd like to thank you for oh, you're listening. Welcome. I'd like to say I hope your tax day goes smoothly and as painlessly as possible. I want to thank our uh, producer editor, Alex Smith. You can follow him online as Howell Doughty. And I would like to thank the Maximum Fun Network for being our network. They're a great network. And I'd also like to thank you for going right now to flophousepodcast.com slash stream and buying your ticket to our Battlefield Earth streaming event. You can finally see one of our live shows if you've never gotten to see one before with the presentations, with the Q&As, and like we said, you've got a chance to get a VIP meet and greet session with us, the Peaches, being funny and doing silly stuff. And Stuart will be like, bye, at the end of the meet and greet, probably. And official merchandise, new looking merchandise. I'm excited about it. I'm going to buy some of that also. Tickets available at flophousepodcast.com slash stream. Guys, thank you for going on this journey of words that sound like other words with me. Thanks, Elliot. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a little different. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.